You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the NFL Week 9 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Little bit of a bounce back week. This is what we needed. Week 8 went 9 and 6 plus 2.27 units. So we only spent one week in the red. Back to the positive. Not much, but profit is profit. Season to date record for the road to 272 bets. 62 wins, 58 losses, 3 pushes, plus. Point eight units. I got to start hitting some of these money line underdog picks. This is a big thing that I did really well the first two seasons of the road to 272. Haven't done a great job this year. Although the Cardinals muffing a punt. Actually, it's two now money line underdogs that have lost on a muff punt. With the Broncos on Monday Night Football against the Chargers, that was lost on a muff punt in overtime. And the Cardinals did it to me this week uh, against the Vikings. I have counted it now. The last five muff punts that have happened in the NFL have gone. Have happened to the team that I uh, had money on. So, not great. Boys, we got to catch our punts. Got to catch our punts. But that's all right. We're back in the positive. You got some momentum going. Small slate of games uh, in week nine. Only 13. Six different teams have a bye week. So, only 13 games to get after. This week, uh, also, I am still alive in the survivor pool. 21 people left, no blood this week. So I'll talk about that at the end of the podcast, but uh, let's not waste any more time. We're back to the black. Let's keep it going. Let's have another winning week. Let's jump into the NFL Week 9 episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Let's go. No, Lisa. The only monster here is the gambling monster that has enslaved your mother. I call him Gamblor, and it's time to snatch your mother from his neon claws. More bacon than the pan can handle. 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 All right, let's dive into the action here, starting off Thursday night football. I don't know what it is with Thursday night football. We either get two trash teams playing against each other or just a completely lopsided game. That's what we have this week. The Eagles against the Texans. I will lay the points with the Philadelphia Eagles. I think the Texans have established themselves as the worst team in the NFL. They averaged 
3.2 yards per play against the Titans in week eight, who have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. That was one of the most uh, pitiful performances of the entire NFL season last week when the Texans lost to the Titans. Now they face an Eagles defense that ranks second in the NFL in opponent yards per play. Everyone's talking about Jalen Hurts. I think he's second or third on the MVP list now uh, for odds at most books. It's actually not Jalen Hurts that's winning in these games, in my opinion. It's actually their defense. Their defense has been phenomenal. Second and opponent yards per play. Now they get to tee off on this Houston Texans team. I thought Davis Mills was going to be decent this year. Had a decent rookie year. Not so good this year. And I also think what the Eagles should do this week, and we'll see if they actually do do it, is uh, they should just stick to running the ball. Because the Houston Texans cannot stop the run. 31st in opponent yards per carry. They allow 5.6 yards per rush i saw in last week's win nick sirani kind of aired the ball out a little bit let's i mean it worked but let's let's dial this back a little bit let's remember what worked for the eagles early in the season what worked for the eagles last year was their ability to run the ball so let's keep doing that i'm nervous what's going to happen if they start to turn try to turn into an air raid offense i don't think we're going to see consistent results or see results that mimic last week every single week if this turns into an air raid offense. Let's run the ball. Let's let the defense do its job. I say all the time, if it's a double-digit spread, the only way I'm laying double-digit points is if it is a top-tier team against a, like a top-five team against a bottom-five team. That's what we have on Thursday Night Football. Now, with it being on Thursday, it makes me a little nervous. Weird things happen on Thursday. And I will say that Eagles, if there's, they do kind of have a weakness in their armor here, and that's their run defense. They're I'm pretty sure bottom 10 in opponent yards per carry. So uh, Damian Pierce makes me a little bit nervous. If you're looking for a prop bet, I like Damian Pierce to go over his rushing total here, but still, there's too much talent, too much skill on this Eagles team. I will take them to cover uh, the 13 point spread. I got them at Eagles uh, minus 13 here in this spot. Uh, let's move on to Sunday's games. I'm going to bring up the latest odds here just so I can point out where, uh, if there's any cases where I have a different line than, than what's happening here. By the way, recording a day late because of Halloween. I did some spooky Halloween things, so uh, night, a day late recording. Sorry about that. Going to happen sometimes. Uh, let's move on to the Vikings and Commanders here. I'm going to take the over in this one. I got a handful of total bets in this one uh, this week. I think almost half my bets are total bets. Uh, I'm going to take over 43.5 between the Vikings and Commanders. I don't understand why this total is so low. In my opinion, in order for a game to have a total this low, there needs to be at least one really good defense involved, preferably both teams, but that is certainly not the case in this spot. In fact, the Vikings have one of the worst defenses in the NFL. Uh, I would fade them this week because I do think the Vikings are a little bit fraudulent with the record, but I don't really know if I want to fade them against... Uh, the Commanders, who I also don't think are a very good team. So I'm going to take the over here. The Vikings defense, 28th in opponent yards per play. 31st in opponent yards per pass attempt. And most importantly, dead last in the NFL in red zone defense. One of the main contributors for an over bet hitting is that red zone trips need to result in touchdowns, not in field goals. And the Vikings have the worst red zone defense in the entire league. Washington's offense has performed better statistically with Heineke quarterback, so I like that for the over as well. The Vikings offense is still the Vikings offense, to be honest. Not as good as we kind of expected heading into this season, uh, but still, they have uh, they have the ability to explode for some points. So I will take the over 43.5 minus 110 
between the Vikings and the Commanders. Moving on to the Bengals-Panthers. Uh, I will let you know my strategy of betting games early this week uh, actually backfired more than it helped me. And this is one of those spots. Uh, one of the things I do is for the teams that play sometimes on su- Sunday night and Monday night, I try to bet on the games for their next week before the game starts. And if the games go as I predict, sometimes I get a better line. Uh, didn't work for me here because the Panther or the, I got the Bengals minus eight and a half minus minus one ten. It's down to seven, seven and a half. So I don't have a great line. So if you're looking to bet it now, I obviously like the Bengals at the current line, even more than the line that I got of that. Uh, but the, uh, the Panthers might not be as bad as we originally thought. Gave the Falcons a run for their money last week, by the way, Falcons Kings of the NFC South, no big deal. Um, but I still think this Panthers team is bad. I actually think we're going to see regression <laughs> from the Panthers, as weird as that is to say for a team that has their record. I actually think statistically they've been kind of outperforming, which I think you, I feel like you kind of see this sometimes when a coach gets fired and an interim coach uh, takes over. You kind of see a team outperform their ability level for a couple weeks, and then you see them kind of regress to where they should be. I think we're going to see that with the Panthers. Also, the biggest weakness for the Bengals, we know this is their offensive line. They can't run the ball and they can't protect Joe Burrow. But now they take on a Panthers defense that is good in a lot of spots, but not good in rushing the passer. 30th in NFL in the NFL in sack percentage. Uh, taking down the opposing quarterback and only 4.1% of their dropbacks. Only the Falcons and Raiders have a worse pass rush this season than the Panthers. So I don't think the Bengals' offensive line issues are going to hurt them as much as they have in other games. And also a key thing with the Panthers offense that we need to consider dead last in the NFL and third down conversion rate. So if you look at, I think the Panthers are a good example of if you look at their yards per play and net yards per play metric, um, they don't, they seem decently, like they seem like an average team. But if you look at some of the more, the more underlying metrics, like sack percentage, like third down conversion rate, that's kind of where they show their true colors. Dead last in the NFL and third down conversion rate. You got to convert on third downs. Uh, Cincinnati ranks third in that statistic and 11th an opponent third down conversion rate. So I like the Bengals here. I'm willing to lay the points with them. I got them at minus eight and a half. You can get them at a much better number now. So uh, yeah, I'm a little pissed. I got that at a bad number. Another game that I got about at a bad number here is the New York Jets. I got them at plus 12. It went up to like plus 13, plus 13 and a half. I think right now, I think it's plus 12 and a half. So half a point worse than what, what I got them at. But I will not lay 12 points with the Bills against this Jets team, which seems kind of crazy to say, but I don't think the Jets are actually as bad as a lot of people think. I think because they're the Jets, people assume that they're terrible. A lot of people are saying, why don't I call the Jets frauds? Why aren't they in my fraud rankings? I don't think they are frauds. I don't just say teams are frauds for the heck of it. I got to back it up with numbers. And this Jets team, yeah, their offense isn't great. The Jets' defense, third in the NFL, an opponent yards per play, statistically better than the Bills so far this season. Also, eighth in net yards per play. So you look at net yards per play, you factor in their offense as well. They're still uh, eighth in the NFL. Now, to be fair, the Jets have have had a fairly easy schedule so far. This is obviously by far the best team they have faced. I would not take the Jets to win outright. But getting 12 points at home... Too many points, I think. Uh, I'm going to take the Jets to cover. Also, Jets' defense better than the Bills on third down as well. Once again, statistically, 
Jets defense has outperformed the Bills defense, as crazy as that is to see. Now, I'm sure if you were to adjust the numbers based on strength of schedule so far this year, Bills would still be better. So I'm not going to die on the hill or even say that the Jets defense is better. But statistically, they have better numbers. And like I keep saying, for me to lay double-digit points on the team, I need them to be better in every single area by a significant margin. And I don't think the Bills defense is significantly better than the Jets defense. I will take the Jets with the points at home against the Buffalo Bills. It's an ugly bet. Could be the wrong bet, but it's a side I'm on. Next, we got Colts-Patriots. Uh, and I am going to take another total bet here and go over 39 and a half. Got the juice at minus 105 for this one. Uh, this is kind of, I mean, for a total to be set in the 30s, this kind of goes back to my, my last over bet here. Uh, the one between uh, the Vikings and the Commanders. Uh, I need both offenses to kind of be in the bottom 10 of the NFL. Not the case in this matchup. Patriots rank 14th in yards per play. Colts rank 25th. But last week with Sam Ellinger, even though they lost, the Colts, uh, their season-long average of yards per play, 5.1. Last week with Sam Ellinger at quarterback, up to 6.0 yards per play. So I think they're actually better with Sam Ellinger, a quarterback, or at least in one game sample size. We'll see if that holds up. But also the Colts, and a big reason why they haven't had success this year, is their inability to run the ball. But if there's going to be a week that they can have success running the ball, it should be this week because the Patriots ranked 23rd in opponent yards per carry. And the Colts have also struggled to stop. Uh, to, they've struggled, like I said, to run the ball. Jonathan Taylor was hurt there for a little bit. He's back. I think they can run the ball against the Patriots defense. And also, the Colts' turnovers and scoring position kills them, even with Sam Ellinger in there. That killed them this week. If they stop doing that, they're going to start putting up some more points as well. I think the total's too low. I think in the 30s is a little bit of an overreaction here. I will take over 39.5, minus 105, between the Colts and the Patriots. Next up, I'm going to take the Jaguars on the money line. I got them at plus 108 to defeat the Las Vegas Raiders. Both offenses in this game are pretty comparable, um, but it's their defenses where one team is head and shoulders above the rest. By the way, the Jaguars, if you look at net yards per play specifically, uh, top 10 in the NFL, I believe. I think I think they are actually 9th or 10th. Let me just bring it up here. Jaguars 9th in the NFL in net yards per play, but they're at 2-6. and six. Um, A big reason why um, I think that they are struggling is because of turnovers is one and their red zone uh, scoring is another issue. Trevor Lawrence just loves... Nobody loves throwing an interception in the red zone in the end zone more than Trevor Lawrence. Um, but I think statistically, I got to back the Jaguars. I think we're going to see positive regression from them. And a big advantage they have in this game is their defense. The Raiders, let's list off a few areas that the Raiders rank in on defense. Uh, the Raiders, 24th in opponent yards per play, 27th in opponent yards per pass attempt, 30th in opponent completion percentage, 32nd, dead last, and sack percentage, 29th in opponent third down conversion rate, 31st in opponent red zone touchdown percentage. Their defense is atrocious. Bottom five, bottom three defense in the NFL so far this season. Truly a terrible defense. Jaguars defense is average to above average in a lot of areas. I think that's the difference in this game. The Jaguars at underdogs at home, I think, is a mispriced line. I think they should be slight favorites instead of slight underdogs. So I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 108 against the Las Vegas Raiders. Next up, Dolphins-Bears. Another total bet, another over bet. Over 44.5, minus 110. I feel weird 
taking an over in a Bears game. I feel like that might be a bad idea, but I'm going to do it anyways here. Uh, I've been betting the over in Dolphins games all season, as you guys know. It hasn't hit at a high rate, uh, but I'm going to stay true, and I'm going to keep betting it. It did hit easily last week uh, with the Lions, to be fair. Dolphins-Lions game, it hit pretty easily. One of the, probably the easiest bet of the week. So I'm going to keep riding it because you look at the Dolphins numbers and I keep saying it. They should be an over better stream. Third in yards per play, 26th in opponent yards per play, 25th in opponent points per play. And their offense is third in yards per play only behind the Bills and the Chiefs. Uh, and they're also second in the league in yards per pass attempt. They're, they are an over better stream. Also the Bears defense, not as good as what we've come to expect from the Bears. Uh, they rank 21st in opponent yards per play, 18th in opponent yards per pass. So I think Dolphins, any game involving the Dolphins, I think the total should be in the high 40s. It is not. It is still in the mid 40s. I'm going to keep doing it. I'll take another over. Give me Dolphins Bears over 44 and a half, which takes me to the NFC North game uh, between the Detroit Lions. Oh, and I will say also, uh, I did beat the current number on the, that over. Current total for Dolphins Bears, 45 and a half. Still like the over. Got to get up to 46 and a half, 47 before uh, I'd, I'd bet the under instead. Uh, let's move on to the Lions and the Packers. I'll take the Lions plus three, minus 105 in this spot. Ooh, the Bruins came back against the Penguins. Ooh. Interesting. Um, I'll take the points with Lions here. I have no interest in backing the Packers as favorites until they prove otherwise. Last week, I did back them as underdogs. They covered by the hook against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday Night Football. Uh, this week, though, they're back to being favorites. I can't do it. I can't do it. The Lions offense is too good. Fourth in yards per play, fourth in yards per carry. They should be able to run the ball against the Packers defense that ranks 25th in opponent yards per carry. They allow the Bills, who are famously not a good running team, to gain 5.7 yards per Per rush against them. Now the Lions defense obviously sucks, so I don't hate the over if you want to bet on the total. You got a team with a better offense but a worse defense against the Packers, who are pretty average at just about everything. Another key area to consider: Lions third and red zone offense. I'll take I'll take the Lions in the three points. This, in my opinion, is shaping up to be a game that comes down to whoever has the ball last. And if I think that's the case, I would much rather have the team that's getting three points. So I'll take Lions plus three. Minus 105 against the Packers. Uh, next up, we have the Chargers and my beloved Atlanta Falcons, who, might I remind you, sole possession of first place in the NFC South. The division goes through Atlanta. But, 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 I got to take the Chargers here. But I will say, I've been terrible betting on the Falcons this season. I think... I think I've only won two, maybe three bets on the Falcons all season. I seem to always be on the wrong side in their games. Uh, I'll take the Chargers in this spot, though. Chargers might be frauds, um, but the Falcons might be, too. <laughs> I tweeted this out tonight. If the Falcons win a couple more games, I'm unfortunately, I'm going to be in the uncomfortable position of having to call my own team frauds because their defense stinks. Uh, truly a terrible defense. Now, when their defense is healthy, they can be fine. Uh, but they're banged up specifically in the secondary. Uh, I know they trade it for a, a Bills cornerback today because they needed them. Uh, but if their secondary is beat up, it's already very top-heavy. They have no depth in the secondary. And we saw that last week. P.J. Walker just torched this team. Uh, and if P.J. Walker can torch a team, I'm sure Justin Herbert can as well. Not only that, but Herbert's going to have literally all day to throw. 
He might sit in the pocket for 15 seconds. Chargers have the lowest QB sacked percentage in the NFL. And now they take on a Falcons defense that is second in QB sack or second last in QB sack percentage. So the offensive line might just like Justin Herbert. I could see having literally six, seven, eight seconds to throw. And if he's going to have that long to throw against a depleted Falcons secondary, I just don't know how the Falcons can keep up with the Chargers this game. The only path to victory for Atlanta is, I think, is they need to run the ball because the Chargers can't stop the run. So run the ball, try to waste the clock, keep Justin Herbert off the field, shorten the game, and maybe they can get it done. Uh, but I would set this spread at like four and a half, five. Uh, with it at three, I'll take the Chargers here. So I'll take Chargers minus three, minus 110 against the Falcons, uh, which is the end of the early afternoon games. Uh, so we'll take a quick break and I'll be right back to give my picks for the late afternoon and the Sunday night football and Monday night football games. Be right back. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, let's dive into the late afternoon slate. Seahawks, Cardinals. I'm betting a ton of overs in Seahawks games this season, but I'm going to flip the script here. I'm going to take the under 50, minus 110 here between the Seahawks and Cardinals over the past couple seasons. If you remember, if you listen to this podcast the past two years, the Seahawks defense has always seemed to get started off bad. They start the season as one of the worst defenses in the NFL. And then as the season progresses, their defense gets better. And I think we're starting to see signs of the same thing happening this year. Over each team's last three games in the NFL, the Seahawks rank second in opponent yards per play, letting teams gain just 4.3 yards per snap. Arizona's defense has also trended in the right direction. They've been middle of the pack in the NFL and opponent yards per play over the last three games instead of bottom five like they were at the beginning of the year. And also we're seeing regression from the Seahawks offense. Their season-long yards per play is 6.0, but it's 5.1 over their last three games. They're also in the bottom half of the NFL in the yards per play over their last three games. It's also important to note the Seahawks are 31st in red zone touchdown scoring percentage. I'm seeing some trends with these teams uh, and with this total at 50, I'm going to go ahead and take the under, especially considering, let's not forget, these two teams just combined for 58 points. Sorry, 28. If it's 58, it'd be a different story. 28 points when they played against each other just three weeks ago. So Seahawks, Cardinals, under 50, minus 110. Then we got a game between probably the two most disappointing teams in the NFL so far this season, the Los Angeles Rams and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So which of these two disappointing teams am I willing to bet on to bounce back this week? I will take the Buccaneers, minus three at home, minus 110 against the Rams here. Uh, the, the Rams the Rams are done. I have no long, I no longer have any faith that they will bounce back at any point this season. We've seen them enough now. Their, def, their offense ranks second last still in the NFL in yards per play. They're getting just 4.8 yards per snap. The Buccaneers outrank them. They're 24th in yards per play. Still not good, but not as bad as the Rams. Uh, and they also have a huge advantage on defense. Buccaneers 7th in opponent yards per play. Rams 
are 14th. So unless Los Angeles gets a brand new offensive line out of the blue here, I'm just going to keep fading them. I think their season is doomed. The Rams rank 28th in QB sack percentage, allowing Matt Stafford to be taken down on 8.45% of his dropbacks. And now they take on a Tampa Bay rush, pass rush, that ranks third in QB sack percentage, getting a sack on 8.5% of their opponent dropbacks. Finally, nobody throws the ball more than both these teams. They rank first and second in pass play percentage. And you got to note that the Buccaneers rank fourth and opponent yards were past them. Their secondary has been very strong this season. And the Rams rank 25th. So if you look at the analytics, this is a great matchup for the Buccaneers. I think they finally bounce back. And I have no faith that the Rams will at any point this season. So I'll take the Buccaneers minus three, minus 110, uh, which brings us to the final two games here, uh, the two primetime games. Uh, and I will start off with the Chiefs and the... Do we only have two late afternoon games this week? I got to look that up. That doesn't seem right. That would be... Red Zone's going to be a tough watch in the late afternoon if that's if that's the case. I might just toss on the Rams Bucks. Yeah, only two late afternoon games on Sunday. Ooh, gross. Uh, so Sunday night football, you guys know what way I'm going here. I'm going to take the Chiefs by... A billion. Uh, this is actually one of the few games I got a good line on. I got them at minus 10 and a half. Uh, it's minus 12 and a half now. Uh, but I would take them all the way up to like minus 14. And to be honest, I might play some alt lines. I might bet Chiefs minus 14, minus 15, minus 16, minus 17. The Titans stink. They aren't last in net yards per play anymore. Uh, they have jumped out of that dead last spot. They're 28th in net yards per play, though. And listen to the teams that the Titans have played this season. They've played the Giants, Bills, Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Colts, and Texans. Giants, Bills, Raiders, Colts, Commanders, Colts, Texans. Their schedule has been easy as shit. And they played one good team. It was the Bills, and they lost 41-7. to like, I'm not going to go through and list all these stats to try to prove my point here. We all know the Chiefs are head and shoulders above the Titans. Now, you might think, Ian, Derrick Henry finally had a good week. Is he back? Well, he got to run against the Texans' defense, which is the worst run defense in the NFL. Another take on the Chiefs, who rank 7th in opponent yards per carry. So, no, the Derrick Henry will not run the ball successfully. They will not be in this game. The Chiefs will win this game by a million. Literally, a million points. It's going to be crazy. I got Chiefs minus 10 and a half. It's 12 and a half as I record this. I'd take it, honestly, 14 or less, and it's not going to get up to 14. So just take the Chiefs, lay whatever points you can, which brings me to the final game of the Week 9 slate. Ravens-Saints. I will take the over. Another total bet here. Over 48. Saints might be the most one of the most underrated teams. Underrated offenses in the NFL. Fifth in yards per play heading into this week. They average six yards a snap. Only the Bills, Chiefs, Dolphins, and Lions average more yards per play than the New Orleans Saints. Their offense also ranks 8th in 3rd down conversion rate, 7th in red zone touchdown scoring percentage. They do turn the ball over a lot, which has killed them. But I'm going to just bank on them being able to move the ball down the field as they have all season. And then it goes without saying that the Ravens are also a strong offensive team, 8th in yards per play, 9th in 3rd down conversion rate, 15th in red zone touchdown scoring percentage. The under is hit at a high rate for the Ravens in recent weeks, but I'm going to fade that trend. I will take the over. Here, 48. Uh, I think both offenses are better than their defenses. Uh, we'll see if Roquan Smith makes a big difference for the Ravens' D. Maybe he will. 
But I think we're going to see a lot of points in this one. So Monday Night Football, I will take the over 48 at minus 110. So there you go. Only 13 games to talk about this week. Let me go through and quickly recap my picks here. Uh, Thursday Night Football, I'll take Eagles minus 13, minus 110 against the Texans. Vikings, Commanders, over 43.5, minus 110. Bengals, minus 8.5, minus 110 against the Panthers. Jets, plus 12, minus 110 against the Bills. Colts, Patriots, over 39.5, minus 105. Jaguars, plus 108 on the money line against the Raiders. Dolphins, Bears, over 44.5, minus 110. Lions, plus 3, minus 105 against the Packers. Chargers, minus 3. Minus 110 against the Falcons. Seahawks, Cardinals, under 50. Minus 110. Buccaneers, minus 3. Minus 110 against the Rams. Chiefs, minus 10.5. I like it all the way up to minus 14 against the Titans. And then finally, we got the uh, Ravens, Saints, over 48. Minus 110. Um, my best bets, my five best bets. I like the Vikings, Commanders, over. The Jaguars, money line. Chargers, minus 3. Seahawks, Cardinals, under. And for the Chiefs to win by a million points against the Titans. Teaser of the week. Bengals minus one and a half up. Uh, or sorry, down to minus one and a half from minus seven and a half against the Panthers. And the Seahawks from plus two up to plus eight against the Cardinals. Last but not least, Survivor Pool. We are still alive. Uh, technically, my girlfriend's entry. Do need to be clear about that. She is alive in the Survivor Pool. Uh, I've not talked to her about entries this week. I'm going to make the case for the Bengals, personally. Uh, they're still touchdown and a half point favorites. Um, I'd like to save the Chiefs for a little bit later. I'd like to save the Bills for a little bit later. And also the Bills make me a little bit nervous. Divisional game and all that. Bengals at home. Uh, and also we don't have the Eagles left. So we can't use the Eagles. The, big, the three big favorites this week are Eagles, Bills, and Chiefs. I want to save the Bills and the Chiefs. Can't use the Eagles. I'm going to make the case for the Bengals at home against the Panthers. But it is her entry. She gets final choice. We'll see what she ends up deciding. But we took Cowboys last week. Uh, all 21 entries advanced. No blood this past week in Survivor. One brave soul took the Falcons. He was obviously almost eliminated. Uh, I know for a fact if I took the Falcons, then there is no way that they were going to win that game. They would have lost it. They would. Uh, Eddie Panera would have made that extra point. So... I'm glad I didn't take the Falcons, but no blood. Still 21 remaining for the $25,000 grand prize. We'll see what happens this week. But this has been the NFL Week 9 episode of the Bacon Bets Podcast. Please rate it and review it on iTunes. Or when I, I, iTunes doesn't exist anymore. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening to it, that would be much appreciated. Good luck to all of your picks this week. Gamble or bless. I'll talk to you all next week for... Week 10, holy moly, this season is flying by. Can't wait for week 10. Let's keep the momentum going. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.